Hey, welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok. You have no excuse. You have to follow A to Z Sports all across, so- all across social media, Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. Let's get this thing going. Uh, you got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for you and for us, Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout will change your life. Your first workout's free at mandu.com. Wilson County Hyundai, need a new ride? Head out to uh, Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings there at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Luke, we're here to talk about the biggest surprise of Titans camp, and we will do that. Uh, so, uh, But first, we did get an update from Chris Mortensen from Colts camp about Carson Wentz. So this is the tweet. I'll read the tweet, then, Luke, I'll let you react to it. Good vibes all around at Colts. Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger are are, uh, competing for the backup role. Yes, the backup role. Carson Wentz trending to open the season as the starter with all-pro guard Quentin Nelson on the same path after foot surgeries. So now, Luke, the development is that Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson are both on track to start week one versus the Seahawks. Uh, Your thoughts on that update from Mortensen? Yeah, I'm honestly a little bit surprised, but well, you know, I don't know because the original timeline we got right was seven to twelve weeks, and and if Carson Wentz is ready to start the season, I think that's technically going to be seven weeks. Is it? Well, it was five, five, five. So five, yeah. So definitely, right? If if Carson Wentz starts the season, that's five weeks. So I think Frank Reich just gave himself a little bit of uh, of leeway with with that timeline. So. I suppose this lines up with the timeline. Um, I'm not like, you know, blown out of my chair or anything by this news, but it it certainly makes the Colts a little bit more formidable. You know, we were having conversations uh, as recent as a week ago about, well, the Titans are just going to cakewalk the AFC South. And if they don't win it, fire everybody. (laughs) And, And now it's a little bit more competitive because Carson Wentz, presumably based on this we'll start the season yeah and, and Aaron says uh go ahead and rush him out there and see how that goes and uh that's interesting too because I, I do feel like it's probably not the smartest thing for the ty- for the Colts to go out and try to rush them back for week one against the Seahawks because we know how NFC games differ when it comes down to the playoff race uh in the NFL compared to AFC and interconference games and so Ed says young people heal quickly. Well, Aaron, uh, Carson Wentz is like 28 years old. Quentin Nelson is still a young player, but Carson Wentz is not necessarily old. Team leader said it's Colts propaganda by ESPN. And we talked to uh, one of the doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute uh, last week, Luke, about the ability of the surgery and how you have to wait for this tendon to heal. And Dr. Jeff was telling us about that and how it's usually about three weeks before, three or four weeks before they can start rehabbing. And so the fact that they're both standing out at practice like a week or so after surgery, I don't think means that they're going to be ready to go by week one. Uh, But we'll see how that goes. And Carson Wentz still has to remain in good shape 
and he also has to be able to go out there and play the quarterback position effectively. So that's the uh, that's the update there with Carson Wentz. Chris Mortensen saying uh, that uh, Carson Wentz and All Pro guard Quentin Nelson are on the same path to be available for Week One for the Colts against the Seahawks. All right, Luke. Now let's dive into our our regularly scheduled conversation that we had this morning, and that's about the biggest surprise at Titans training camp. In your opinion, the biggest surprise is what, Luke? The biggest surprise is the defense, right? Because they were patently awful in 2020, and they've really been dominating the offense uh, over the first, what, two and a half weeks of training camp here. Uh, And it's been really good to see. We've seen a lot of players uh, look better and improve. We've seen some of the new guys like Jack Rabbit Jenkins step right in and make an immediate difference. And we've seen some improvements with the coaching structure. And I think the more that we've learned about the way that Mike Vrabel had the staff set up in, in 2020, I think there is lots of reason for hope this year for a defensive turnaround for the Titans, which I think a month ago we all would have said was the key to this team having success in 2021. Talk more about that structure and why you think the structure is going to be that much more important this season. Well, and I wrote a column about that on Monday. You know, Shane Bowen, if you ask anybody on the team, his two biggest strengths are he communicates well and he develops relationships with players. And those were the two things that he was completely barred from doing in 2020 because he was the outside linebackers coach. So, you know, during meeting time, he's in with the outside linebackers and no one else. During practice, he's with the outside linebackers and no one else. So not only is he not developing relationships with other people on the team and and working calling plays from a surface level knowledge. He's also not communicating with anybody. He's not getting everyone on the same page. There was no singular voice that everyone could go to on the defense. And while no one has said this directly, my impression from what people have said and and sort of hinted at is that no one really knew who was in charge in 2020. And that's a problem. So now people know that the buck stops with Shane Bowen. Yeah, no doubt. So I threw out the biggest surprise of camp and Chris stressing me. I said, Racy McMath and Kevin said wide receiver depth. And we spent a lot of time yesterday on the wide receiver depth and Racy McMath, not the biggest surprise at training camp. Has he been a pleasant surprise? Has he uh, done a lot to potentially earn a roster spot with what he can develop into as a wide receiver and how he can potentially help you on special teams now? Sure. But I agree. I mean, no doubt that the defense and its ability to outplay the offense nearly every day in training camp is something I don't think anybody really saw coming because of how these offense and defense were polar opposite last year. The offense was a top three unit in the league. The defense was a bottom four unit in the league, ranked 28 out of 32. They flipped the roster. As you just mentioned, they've reset the coaching structure, and it's been – Phenomenal to watch. Whether it's the 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 front guys with Jeff Simmons, Danico Autry, and Tier Tart, who we'll talk about later on uh, in in this show, really dominating up front. And look, the offense, and we'll talk more about this. I'll, I'll go in, in that deeper when we ask the question. But those guys are looking good up front. You've got Harold Landry, John Simon, who's made some plays, and some of the edge rushers, and and Jayon Brown, David Long, Rashawn Evans, uh, playing well at the middle level. And then the, the, the defensive backs you've mentioned of Jack Rabbit Jenkins, Amani Hooker, 
Kevin Byard and Caleb Farley and uh, Christian Fulton making plays a lot so far in camp. Christian Fulton and Kevin Byard again looking really good out there. And so and so is Jenkins making plays. And so let's go ahead and ask our question of this uh, first topic here, Luke. The Titans defense is way outperforming the Titans offense in camp so far. Is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal? That the Titans defense is way overperforming the Titans offense in camp so far. Big deal, small deal, or no deal? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life to you, make make sure you know who to go to, who to trust when it comes to your health. That's the Bone & Joint Institute right there in Franklin, Tennessee. They've got it all for you. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. And I want to tell you about our friends at BetMGM. You see the logo right there in the middle of the screen. And right now, if you sign up for BetMGM, if you go download the app and sign up for an account today, and you use the promo code A to Z Sports, you give them that, and they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. You're not going to find a better deal than that anywhere else. Again, use the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports. Get the BetMGM app today because BetMGM is the king of sports books. All right, so the question we're asking right now is uh, the Titans' defense way outperforming the Titans' offense so far in training camp. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Uh, Luke, I'm going to let you ask the question first, then I'll read some comments, and I'll, and I'll kind of dive into how I feel about answering this question. So big deal, small deal, no deal to you, Luke. I, I think it's tough because I think in, in one way – it is a big deal because we see the uh, the communication having improved with the defense. You know, the fact that they're able to perform the way that they have, they don't look confused and disheveled like they did most of last season. They're working as one unit. But I'm also not going to act like it's any sort of indictment on the offense uh, because this is really a training camp uh, commonality that, the offense doesn't do a whole lot. And I don't really know why that is. Um, but from my experience covering tr- Titans training camps, the offense never really does a whole lot. So what I'm taking away from this, and, and I'll go small deal. That, that's what okay. I'll punch in as my answer. Because I, I think the deal part of it is the communication and the fact that everyone clearly is on the same page and no one other than poor Caleb Farley looks lost. <laughs> but... At the same time, I'm not going to act like, you know, sound the alarms for the offense or, or, or I'm going to sit here and say, man, the Titans, that defense is turned around. Like, we'll know if they're turned around week one. But the signs so far are very, very good. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'll read some comments. Uh, Omar says, small deal. Uh, Jeff says, no deal. It's practice, LOL. James says, big. John says, small. Dustin says, huge deal. Need the defense, too. Tight up Ohio says, small deal. Let's see how it plays on the field. Aaron says, big deal gives him good confidence going into the season. Trevor says, small deal. It's just camp, but good to see. Kevin says, big deal after last year. Jason says, huge deal. Tighten up. Aaron says, big deal. Uh, Steph says, got to be a big deal considering how horrendous the defense was last season. So big. Randy says, small deal. Jason says, small deal. Plays are already known. Lucas says, small deal. No stars on offense. Uh, No stars on offense are out there from the reports. 
Uh, Brian just says, we'll see Friday in that first preseason game. Billy and Daniel are small deals. Ryan's is big deal. Should be more concerned with the rustiness of the offense. Question, uh, should we be more concerned or relieved with the efficiency of the defense? That's where I'll answer here, Brian, because that's kind of the point here. It's that I, I'm not concerned about the Titans' offense. Like, as Todd Downing was asked, you know, how does he feel about A.J. Brown? Is there any concern about A.J. Brown's health? Uh, yesterday and Todd Britt Downing says, I have zero concerns about AJ Brown. <laughs> I have very little concern about the Titans offense when it comes to the number one unit, when it's Tannehill handing off to a, uh, to Derek Henry or throwing to AJ Julio Reynolds, Ferkser, Swain when he's out there. And the offensive line consists of Lawan Saffold Jones, Nate Davis, and, insert Sam Brilo or uh, Kendall Lamb at right tackle. I have very few concerns with that. But that's not what the offense is getting out there in training camp practice. Derrick Henry, I don't believe, Luke, has done a single snap of 11-on-11 work. He's no. done a little He's done a little bit of like half-line work where there's not as many bodies out there. So it's all Darrington Evans. Julio Jones, we have not seen or heard from in, a, in a several days because of his plan. We've seen him on the bike. A.J. Brown is limited. They're having him on a rep count, it seems like, where he just cycles through. They're throwing all these other wide receivers in there to see who can separate. Jeff Swain hasn't put on shoulder pads or a helmet yet. And so Lawan Saffold, and Ben Jones are also limited because they're veterans who know what to do. And so – I think there's a big deal about the defense. It's a big deal overall because the defense looks legitimately good. And and I, I don't know if you would describe them as legitimately good, but that's how I feel about them. Compared to what we watched last training camp and last season, this defense is night and day. And it's I think there's an improved ability from the personnel, and the personnel looks more comfortable. Like Tier Tart, Jeff Simmons, and Dineko Autry – are having their way with whatever offensive line lines up in front yeah. of them. And then you look at Jenkins. Christian Fulton looks like a completely different player. Kevin Byard is off to a great camp. And Amani Hooker is as well. So I say it's a big deal that the Titans' defense is outperforming the offense because I'm not worried about the offense. I was worried about the defense, and the defense has shown up and looked legit good. Yeah, and I think the transformation that you're getting at here really all goes back to that coaching structure. You know, the personnel has certainly improved. They have seven new starters on defense. Um, but at the same time, it all starts with that communication. It all starts with that conceptual understanding of the scheme. It all starts with having someone in charge. And now that Shane Bowen is in charge, now that he's getting to utilize his biggest strength, he has Jim Schwartz to rely on out there with him. He's able to walk around, get everybody on the same page, and implement a singular vision that starts and stops with one person. That is going to allow the Titans to be a lot better on defense. And, and I need to come back on something that, that I did, I guess, back in March. I, when they announced that they were bringing Bowen back, and that he was going to be the guy again in 2021 calling plays, I was, I was livid. I, I thought that was a stupid decision. 
I thought, you know, how could you bring back the guy who was responsible for the disaster in 2020 and, and essentially promote him? Because, right, Bowen wasn't the D.C. In, in 2020. Now he is. But the more that I've seen and the more I've thought about it, the more I've learned about the structure last year, I don't think it was Shane Bowen's fault so much as it was Mike Vrabel's fault yeah. for essentially setting up Shane Bowen to fail. No, oh, I completely agree. I mean, that's exa- Shane Bowen was set up to fail. Uh, Dom says you don't get to, quote, run it again in the actual game, though. I know a lot of that is going on at camp. I mean, Luke, there's not a lot of run it again on the defensive side. Like, like sure, Caleb Farley had a bad moment a couple days ago in practice. Um, and, and he was, th- you know, kicked out of the drill or whatever you want to call it out of a period, but came back and, you know, practice yesterday and practice later that day. But there's not a lot of mistakes from my eyes, mental mistakes of the defense, not knowing what to do. There has been some of that from bad snaps from the offense overall, not getting lined up, not being efficient when it comes to offensive practice, but the defense, those guys feel like they know what to do. They know where to be, uh, I saw somebody at Robbie says, does the defense across the board look faster? I think so. I think they're playing a lot faster. And so, um, I mean, it's, it's so far, it's a really good development. It, the fact that this is a surprise, everybody was concerned about the defense going into camp. And now that you feel so much better about it, who knows what this team's potential can actually be. Yeah. If this defense can be middle of the pack, a middle of the pack defense, and a fringe top five offense gets this team to win the division and have an opportunity to go deep into the playoffs. Definitely. You know, the odd thing is the reason the Titans lost their playoff game wasn't the defense. It was the offense. But but certainly throughout the season, that was the narrative, right, of the defense being awful and the offense having to bail them out. And you would hope that things would be more balanced this year. And, and not to get on a rabbit trail, but I think there's potential too for the offense to improve with with the addition of of Julio Jones and, and Darrington Evans coming along a little bit. But yeah, this defense, it's not going to be like it was last year. And I think we always knew it wasn't going to be like last year because it would be hard to replicate that colossal of a failure, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're they're going to be markedly better in 2021. Yeah, no doubt, and, and they better be because if they're not, then. Shane Bowen probably won't have a job. And then Mike Vrabel will start to hear uh, rumblings about his ability uh, to be a defensive-minded head coach if they have the colossal failure that was last year. If they run that back, that would be uh, a real poor development for some of this coaching staff. All right, so let's ask this question, Luke. Let's get into some of these players. We've talked about the coaching structure. Which Titans defensive player do we think will have the biggest breakout season. Which Titans defensive player do we think will have the biggest breakout season? But first, let me tell you guys about Calvin and Subtle. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go for your brand new hardwood floors. Guys, everybody out there, if you want to upgrade your home, get rid of the old carpet, get rid of those old hardwood floors that have been scratched up for all these years. Go to CalvinandSubtle.com and look at all their great quality product that they have. And what they pride themselves on is not lingering on in your home doing this project, but it's being efficient, getting in, laying the floor, doing the good work, then getting out of your home and letting you have your home back. Because replacing your floors is a process. But at Calvin and Subtle, they like to make it efficient and easy on you. 
615-448-6414 is their phone number. Or simply go to calvinandsubtle.com. And if you've never tried out the BetMGM app before, you need to do it right now. And here's why. You give them the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports. They give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world if it's something you've always been interested in but never actually tried. Or if you're a vet and you're looking to try something new or just take advantage of a great deal, you're not going to find a better one than this one. So promo code A to Z Sports, risk-free bet up to $1,000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Here live on this Wednesday with Luke Warsham, uh, which Titans defensive player will have the biggest breakout season. I'll go ahead and read some comments that you guys uh, have here. Ryan says Big Jeff. Uh, William says Pop-Tart. Tied Up Ohio says Bud Dupree. So we're saying biggest breakout season. So I don't know if does Bud Dupree count as a breakout type of season. I mean, it's a new team. It's an ACL recovery. Luke, do you think Bud Dupree qualifies for the conversation? But Bud Dupree is not eligible. He had a 10-sack season. I think he has effectively broken out. All right, fair. Team leader on YouTube says Tart. Uh, let's see, more comments from you guys as the comments just jumped on me all the way down. Travis says Hooker. Ronnie says Hooker. Donald says Fulton. Uh, let's see, there's another Bud Dupree vote. Danny just says Kenny Vaccaro. Like, I don't know if he's been in hibernation the last 10 months. Rob says Christian he, he, Fulton. Kenny, Kenny Vaccaro's in Italy right now. I saw that on Instagram. Yesterday. I did see that, uh, which means he's not signed with an NFL team. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Omar says Big Jeff. Now, Big Jeff, Luke, is somebody who we, we talked about pre-show. Of mm-hmm. does, does Jeffrey Simmons, is he eligible for this conversation? Because it, it depends on, like, Titans fans and people who cover the Titans, in our minds, Big Jeff has already broken out. We know how good and dominant he can be. But outside of our bubble, Big Jeff is not known as a dominant D interior defensive lineman. You know, I said before the show that I didn't think he was eligible, but I'm going to turn course here. I I think he is eligible because what we need to see from Jeffrey Simmons, what Jeffrey Simmons needs to do this year is he needs to show some pass rush acumen. We know that he can be a quote-unquote disruptor. We know that he can wreak havoc up the middle and make big plays in the run game and sort of explode and make things happen. But what he has not done yet is be a sack guy. And if you want to be talked about as one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league in the same conversation as Fletcher Cox and, and Geno Atkins and, and the Darrell Casey's back in his heyday of the world, you got to get pressure on the quarterback, and that's something Simmons has not done consistently. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think Big Jeff does count for this conversation. Aaron says Tier Tart. Justin says Hooker. Ryan with a Big Jeff vote. Uh, Billy says Hooker. Uh, Callan says Big Jeff. Simmons is going to have a killer year. Uh, Lucas says Harold Landry. Now, Harold Landry is in a massive year because Harold Landry can, can have a year where he sets his family up for generations to be successful or he's scratching and clawing to find the next reset in his NFL career. It's it's kind of like that for Sean Evans too, Luke. It's yeah. either your family is going to be set for your grandkids or we'll see how long you can hang on the NFL and be an, an everyday starter. Dom says Byard will be elite again. I don't think Byard is eligible. He's he's already broken out, just like Bud Dupree. Lane says Christian Fulton about to blow up this year. 
Kendrick says Hooker, William Tart, uh, William Young says Pop Tart. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that the Pop Tart nickname is starting to stick because Aaron says Pop Tart. So I, you know, always credit to Teron Davenport for coming up with the Pop Tart nickname. Although I, I do think that I have helped uh, gain its <laughs> legs. Uh, Deborah says Jeffrey Simmons. Lewis says Christian Fulton. Uh, Fulton from Caleb. Brandon going with Fulton. Uh, Timothy says Rashawn Evans because he wants to stay in Nashville. Uh, Luke, what's your answer? Who's the biggest, the biggest breakout defensive player this season? Oh man, it's it's such a tough question. I'm not a big Harold Landry stand, so I'm gonna avoid that one. Um, I'm gonna say Amani Hooker, who we have on the graphic there at the bottom. I, I think he is someone who he has this unique ability to always be around the football. It's that ability that Kevin Byard has that, that sort of sixth sense to just always be right where he needs to be. This is the guy who led the Titans in interceptions in 2020. Oh, and by the way, he was a backup. Yeah. Right. Now he's going to be playing full time as a starter. He's going to get tons more opportunities. He's going to play a lot of deep safety because they like to play Kevin Byer near the line of scrimmage because he thrives in those situations. And he's going to get his hands on a lot of footballs. And I think he's going to be someone that at the end of the year, Titans fans look at and say, you know what? It really wasn't that big of a deal to move on from Kenny Vaccaro. And I'm kind of glad we did it because it put this guy in the spotlight. And I want to say this too. There was a, a Titans media member at practice a week or so ago who said, you know, I'm not going to predict that Amani Hooker's in the Pro Bowl. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, book it. Amani Hooker will be in the Pro Bowl. But if you came to me from the future, from the end of the season, and said, you know what, at the end of the season, Amani Hooker's in the Pro Bowl, I'd look at you and say, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And I very much agree with that. I'm not going to well, predict yeah, but again, it. I'm not going to sit here and call my shot and say yeah. Pro Bowl or Amani Hooker. But if you came to me from the future and said Amani Hooker's in the Pro Bowl at the end of the season, I'd say, yeah, I could see that. Well, because you know what's crazy is the year that Kevin Byard had eight interceptions and led the league in, in picks, he w- was not selected as a Pro Bowler. <laughs> so, like, that just tells you what the Pro Bowl is. Like, like your first year when you break out at the safety position, you're not making the Pro Bowl. Like, Amani Hooker could have a Pro Bowl-level year, but he's not going to be named the Pro Bowl because nobody outside of Nashville and Iowa knows who Amani Hooker is. Yeah, And so, like, it's all about popularity, and they're definitely not going to know who Monty Hooker is in week 12 when you can start voting on the Pro Bowl. So I lost respect for the Pro Bowl when, when they invited Trevor Simeon after, like, a 20-touchdown season with the Broncos. Well, I mean, once you get to alternates and you get deep down in the alternate Pro Bowl players because people don't want to go to Orlando, they don't give a damn about going to Orlando for the Pro Bowl. They'd like to go to Hawaii, but screw Florida. Uh, when it comes to vacation for NFL rich guys, right? So I, I think for me, the way I answered this question is that I my I think of the guys we've talked about, I think the player with the highest ceiling is Christian Fulton. Yeah. But for this answer, I think most people will look back, like you said, down in the future, if you come back and talk about after the season – I think on the surface, it'll look like Amani Hooker had the better year. But Christian Fulton, I think, will be the better player. But the nature of his position is to get beat. And so Christian Fulton will give up plays. Christian Fulton will give up touchdowns because that's the life of playing corner in the NFL. But I truly believe that Christian Fulton is on a path 
to being a really good starter for the Titans. And I think his, I think he will have the biggest breakout season compared to what he had last year. Last year, he played under 300 snaps as a second round pick rookie. He had the one interception in week two against the Jags. I believe that a sack somewhat early. He got COVID and he got hurt and his season was kind of thrown off. But I, I honestly feel like Christian Fulton uh, is a really good opportunity this year to make a name for himself. I'm not predicting anybody to go to the Pro Bowl, but I, I do think Christian Fulton will have the biggest breakout year on the defensive side of the ball for the Titans. I'm with you there. I think Fulton has enormous potential. You know, he was a guy last year in 2020 that we were talking about as a first-round draft pick for the Titans. I remember we did the the media mock draft because it was during COVID and, like, you know, Emily Proud and Teresa and all these people would send us videos. And Fulton was a common name that came yeah. across as a first-round draft pick. Well, and yeah, then I had took- to edit all those videos together, which is why <laughs> we did not do it this past draft. <laughs> Well, and then they took Lazy Panda, much to everyone's chagrin. But the and next Buck day, Buck was right. Buck was the only person who picked Isaiah Wilson in that uh, media mock draft. Well, they they took Lazy Panda, and then the next day on day two, they they got Fulton, and everyone I think was was really pleased with that. He he's got enormous potential. I think you're right, Austin. He's been exciting to watch in camp because last year, even as a rookie, and this happens with rookies. He and I use this phrase a lot. He just sort of existed. He didn't stink, but he didn't really add anything to the team in the games that he played. Now we see him out there looking like the fierce competitor that he was at LSU. He's playing press coverage. He's, he's challenging these receivers. I remember the, the argument we had with Joe Rex wrote about play of the day. It was him beating A.J. Brown over the middle with physical coverage. Yeah. This is a guy who, who is going to play a lot of snaps for the Titans. And, and Austin, as you were talking there, you, you gave me an idea for a column I'm going to write now either today or next week uh, about how i I think the titans corners aren't going to be you know well this is the slot guy and this is the outside guy i think it's going to be very matchup based and if you're going against a tough physical perimeter receiver i think you give that guy to fulton a lot of times and, and he's a guy who has a lot of upside for this year i think you nailed that well but in jackrabbit um has been good too, right? And so it's it's pretty uh pretty impressive. I just see uh Karen asks, where's Zach? And then Lucas just says he quit. <laughs> no, Zach is in Dallas. Zach is helping uh getting our, our Dallas salesperson we just hired, as long as our Dallas hosts uh going along here. He's getting them set up for the next couple of weeks. So Luke will be with me for the next couple of weeks. And Mark says Luke's video keeps glitching. Yeah, the, the reason why we were late this morning is because Luke's internet has been a bitch this morning. But his audio is strong. So that's yeah. Important. I was about to say, can you at least hear me? Because I knew yeah. the video was pretty hopeless from yeah. the beginning. Right. The audio is strong. So that's okay, where we're going good, there. Good. Uh, and then so also next week, Luke is going to be in Tampa because the Titans do practice against the Bucks next Wednesday and Thursday. And so Luke will be in Tampa. So we're getting Luke on a plane. He and Buck are going down to Tampa to have a big old nightlife party and be following uh, the Titans practices against the Bucks. So again, why you should keep following A to Z is because we'll have great coverage of Titans camp from Tampa. And Luke's also uh, going to that, uh, that uh, preseason game at the end of next week uh, against the Bucks too. So I'm going to, we've gone through the obvious guys, Hooker, uh, Fulton and I think I guess Tier Tart was Pop Tart was probably the third vote yeah. of these um, 
of these breakout defensive players. I've got a couple other guys that I just think deserve mentions uh, in this conversation. And, and I want to get Luke's thoughts on that. And really, I think it's a, you know, we talked about the biggest camp surprise being the fact that the defense is outplaying the offense. I think these guys are also surprised in a feel-good uh, development for Titans fans. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that possible? Full-body electronic muscle stimulation, Mandu.com. Your first workout's free. It is for everybody, whether you're younger, you're older, you're in shape, you're out of shape, you've got old banged-up injuries. Don't worry about it. You, you'll help rehab those injuries. Put zero stress on your joints and all that on your muscles so you grow true, strong muscle and also target that hard-to-burn body fat. Again, mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. If you've never tried our friends at BetMGM before, there's no better time than the present to do so. Because right now, if you download the BetMGM app, you sign up, you use the promo code A to Z Sports, you're going to get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That and many other reasons is, is why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Absolutely, BetMGM. We're going to have a lot of fun with them coming up this football season. So a couple of guys that I, I think have been pretty impressive so far in training camp that I think Titans fans need to be, you know, pleased to hear about. One would be Chris Jackson. I think Chris Jackson, who was the seventh round pick out of Marshall last year, got thrown into the fire before he was ready against the Broncos in week one. Chris Jackson, Luke, as Caleb Farley is being slowly brought along, Chris Jackson's getting the majority of that inside corner reps, yeah. that nickel slot corner, and he's doing a good job. I feel like Chris Jackson, look, he's getting beat every once in a while, but Chris Jackson, I think, has had a really good camp, and Mike Vrabel's talked about him adding weight, and, and I think Chris Jackson's doing a lot to help himself and set himself up to have a pretty nice little role on this team, whether it's yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the starting nickel guy for the whole season, but he's at least somebody you could put on the field and have confidence in that he's not going to completely screw it up or just get smoked uh, like several of the guys were last year. You know, listening to Mike Keith call Titans games over the years, two things that he would always say in the preseason are you can never have enough pass rushers and you can never have enough cornerbacks. Well, the Titans may not have enough pass rushers, and that's a conversation for another day. But they're in a situation going into the season where they're going to have six legitimate cornerbacks. No scrubs among that crew, right? So you've got Jack Rabbit Jenkins. That's one. Caleb Farley, two. Christian Fulton, three. Elijah Molden, four. Chris Jackson, five. And Breon Border, six. And so Chris Jackson, you know, you don't have to sit there and, and freak out about, oh, is he going to be able to be a starter? Is he going to be able to be the guy? He's not going to have to be because they've got this big crew of cornerbacks and he's just going to be able to contribute to that. And, and I think he's gotten better, Austin. I think you're right about that. Vrabel has said that, that Chris Jackson has improved. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be um, exciting to watch that group this year. And I think John Robinson has done a, a better job at that position maybe than any other at, at building it. You know, it's interesting too, because this is a group that was totally purged from last year. The, the Titans' three starting cornerbacks from 2020 are no longer here. Desmond King, Malcolm Butler, and Dory Jackson all gone. And typically, when you lose all three starters at a position like that, 
you aren't all of the sudden in a phenomenal position the following year. But you know what? The Titans are. Yeah, it's it's a rarity, and it's a credit to 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 John Robinson. Yeah, uh, Josh brings up Elijah Molden. Dom says, "I'm starting to like this cornerback group." And the second guy I was going to bring up in this conversation was Breon Borders. Like, yeah. I, I, it was early on in camp. I want to say practice number two, literally the second day of practice. The first day of practice, they did one on one drills, wide receiver versus DBs on the goal line, and all we heard is, "Oh my God, the Titans DBs are going to suck again." And then the next day. Breon Borders, three straight reps for Breon Borders, shut down Titans wide receivers. It was Josh Reynolds, Cam Batson, and Racy McMath. Three very different style wide receivers yeah. that he just locked down in one-on-one reps. And he hasn't stopped playing well since then. Breon Borders, I think, I, I mean, he, the guy's had an unbelievable camp. He's going to make this team. He has to make this team. I just think you have to feel so much better about the cornerback depth right now than where you were last season. And we're not even like seeing the two draft picks that were picked in the top three rounds at the position. You know, like it's, it, we're talking about a seventh round pick in Chris Jackson from last year and a guy they found in Breon Borders that nobody really knows where he came from, but he showed up last year, played pretty well until the Cleveland game, and then he got smoked. But Breon Borders has done a fantastic job this offseason and really becoming reliable for the Titans. So I really like what, like you just mentioned, the six corners they're going to have. And they've got some guys beyond that that have played pretty solidly, like the the body what, – what, what's his name? They call him Brian body. Brian Body Calhoun. Body Calhoun. They Brody just call him Calhoun? body out there. Yes. So they call I, him body. I almost, I almost had a bit of a – slip up and call it in BBC. I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> but even like some of these guys are playing well, like they've got really good depth at wide receiver and corner, which is something uh, that, you know, we haven't heard from. And Chris brings up that borders mentioned Marcus Johnson is one of the toughest people to guard. Hey, hey Luke, who asked that question to, to Breon borders? Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, Luke was the one who asked that question. And Breon, very interesting that he brought up Marcus Johnson, who once again continues to make plays every single day at training camp. And, All right, we'll, Luke. We, we will be talking a lot about Marcus Johnson on Friday when we preview the, the preseason game against the Falcons, certainly. Absolutely. Absolutely. A to Z Sports here live. Luke Warshman for Zach. Uh, the NFL put something out yesterday that made everybody, you know, I can think I can say this fairly confused, but first let me tell you guys about the bone and joint Institute, bone and joint TN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you know who to turn to, who to trust when it comes to your health, bone and joint TN.org. That is where to go. That's bone and joint TN.org. And if you've never tried out the BetMGM app, there's no better time than right now to do so. Because if you get the app, you sign up, you fill in your information, and you give them the promo code A to Z Sports, they're going to give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right, Luke. So let's talk about this. The NFL yesterday put out something that made everybody kind of scratch their heads. Tom yes. Pelissero tweeted this. The NFL's annual rule change and points of emphasis video notes 
Game officials have been, this is a very long sentence from Tom Pelissero. So I will start over and read it better. The NFL's annual rule change and point of emphasis video notes, game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce taunting rules in 2021. Two violations of the taunting rules results in an automatic ejection with fines and even suspensions in play too. What in the hell is the NFL trying to do by strictly enforcing taunting rules. So I just want to know, how do you guys feel about this? Like, what do you guys think about the NFL trying to strictly enforce these taunting rules where players can get fined and potentially suspended and ejected for for taunting? Okay. I want to say something on this. (laughs) Because what's not happening is that they're taking away celebrations. Right? Because if that's what was going down, then I would have a problem with it. What's happening is they're trying to enforce a level of respect in the game. Right? I mean, I I guess you can put it that that way, but was there a problem with this? Like, was there an issue with lack of respect? Yeah, so I think that's probably my quibble with it is that I don't know that it was really a problem, but I think all these people freaking out like, oh no, they're going to ruin the game. But like, again, they're not taking away celebrations. You can still have your offensive lineman fall down as bowling pins. You can still Tajay Sharp lie down and take a nap in the end zone, right? You just can't. Tajay hasn't been doing that for a while. Well, yeah, that's very true. I I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what it's coming from. So my reaction is just kind of like, okay, like, if that's the battle you want to fight, have fun. I don't understand where the outrage is coming from, though. Like, who who exactly is wanting taunting to be in the game? The only taunt that I've seen recently that I was like, man, I wish they had allowed that was when uh, that Bucks corner, I can't remember who it was, taunted Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl with the peace sign. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. I mean, but, but like, so here's a good part. Here's a good comment. Uh, it's where, where'd it go? Oh, no, it disappeared. Where's the comment? Oh man. I'm going to, I missed it. What did it say? Oh, Orlando. Any chance the Titans and Ravens played a part in this? Because if you remember the Titans and Ravens last year, it was a two part series of the, (laughs) the Titans part one in Baltimore meeting on the logo, which is so stupid. It's like, I find it ridiculous that, you know, in hockey, if you go in the Preds locker room, if you dare step on the Preds logo on the carpet, you will get yelled at from every direction, every player, every staff member to get off the logo. And which it's, it's like, it's, it's freaking carpet guys. Like, and so like the Titans met on the team logo because that's what they do every time. And the Ravens freak out about it. And then the Ravens pick off. Uh, Tannehill to win the playoff game and they go do the same thing in the Titans logo. Like, I thought that was good. I thought that was fantastic. Yes, it's poetry in motion. It's entertainment. It's we want like rivalries are good for the NFL. Like, there's not a problem with lack of respect from player to player. We talked about this this week already. Jersey swap culture. These guys respect each other more than they ever have before. So who gives a damn if they're taunting on the field because they're going to be friends and take pictures and sign each other's jerseys after the game anyway? Well, like, so, 
it's important to note that they're not saying you can't taunt. They're just saying if you do, it's going to be 15 yards. But why are you trying to enforce this? Like, make the game, like, you want the drama. I think there's a difference between taunting and showmanship. But here's the but here's the thing is and G-Man says it's trolling disrespectful. We live in a trolling age. If you can't troll in professional sports, then what are we doing? Okay. But I if I'm Mike Vrabel or any other NFL head coach, what I don't want, I don't want my player, you know, if I'm a receiver and I catch a ball over a cornerback, I don't want him then standing over that cornerback and barking. Because we're better than that. We're going to be a team of character, and we're going to go back to the huddle and act like he's been there before. Thanks, Coach. Coach has been saying that for decades and generations. But again, like, I just don't know that that was an issue. That was a very big problem. And like, so, and also to me, like, I don't understand, like, there's no obvious line. Like, you, it's very objective, is it it not? It's like, is one official going to define taunting uh, differently than another? Like is oh you know how we get the referee crews that know that oh they're gonna be calling the Titans games and oh this officiating crew calls holding more than any other team yeah in the, yeah you know are we gonna are we gonna now know oh well this crew they really call taunting like it's like like <laughs> yeah. how like it's gonna be ridiculous like it's so yeah. stupid like a player should not get ejected or suspended for taunting. It's, it's stupid. It's unnecessary. Why are they trying to do this? Like, it seems like it wasn't a problem that you're just trying to add on for no point. I, I agree on the notion that it is a weird point of emphasis. Like, if they had come out this year, because last year, the, the point of emphasis was less holding, which made the NFL game better than it's ever been. If there had been fans in the stands last year, that would have been the best NFL football of all time because of the, the no holding penalties. Um, but if they had come out and said, like, uh, you know, we're going to be really uh, emphasizing offensive pass interference this year. You know, guys like New Hopkins have gotten away with it for too long. We're going to really emphasize that. No more pushing off. This is going to be an equal playing field. I think we all would have said, you know what? It's yeah. probably about time that that happened. Yeah. But the problem with this is that no one was really asking for or, or needed this. Right. It's like who cares? <laughs> it's like who cares? They they're friends. They're gonna swap their jerseys after the game anyway. So I think it's just it's unnecessary, is how I feel about it. So like, we just wanted to bring that up. It's not shade. I mean, it could be your shade, <laughs> but now we're gonna actually throw shade uh, this morning. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways. Uh, to use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's renting out your property to get you long-term equity, long-term wealth, cash flow, extra cash flow every month for you and your family. That's what Renters Warehouse can do for you. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. They also uh, can help you out if you're on the renter side of things uh, where you need to rent a new place, whether it's a townhome, a condo, apartment, a duplex, a, a single home in Nashville, in the suburbs, Wherever, across Middle Tennessee, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. And once you get Renters Warehouse to take care of your rental property, why don't you try out the BetMGM app, which if you download it today, use the promo code A to Z Sports, you're going to receive a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world if you've never tried it before. If you're a vet looking to try something new, looking for a great deal, uh, it's here. This is it. 
So promo code A to Z Sports, risk-free bet, up to $1,000 on BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right, we are here to throw shade. It's, it's, it's Wednesday, so we want your shade. What is your shade? I've got mine. I'm curious. This is Luke's first time throwing shade on the show. Yeah, First time throwing shade. This is very similar to the, the Stop the Nonsense segment on my, on my Titans podcast. But yes. am I good to go? You want me to start? I mean, we could all throw shade on your internet connection today. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that needs to be your shade. But I will let you I will let you go ahead. You have the floor. What is your shade today, Luke? My shade is fake stats, okay? In, in, <laughs> in any sport, but, but football in particular. You know – all the time I get told, well, that player is really good. You just got to dig on the tape to find it out. Or now this pass rusher only has two sacks in his career, but can you believe that pass rush win rate? Can we please stop with the fake stats? They're getting out of hand. Some, some stats that go beyond the box score that are objective, I think makes sense. But like, I see all these stupid stats, like big time throws and, Stuff that just is fake. But but this one that I saw yesterday may take the cake. This comes from Hayden Winks, who who works for Underdog Fantasy. I don't know what that is. But he says <laughs> this. Josh Allen led the NFL in on-target rate, in clean pockets, without play action and pressure. What? Now... I, I think, looking at the comments, that he tweeted this sarcastically. But, you know, he makes a good point, even if this is a joke. Well, it's These like... are the types of things that people say. It's baseball stats, right? It's, yes. It's so-and-so hitter bats 375 against right-handed pitchers with a runner on third in the fifth through seventh inning, right? It's like, who the hell cares? Like, is the guy going to be – like, why do you even, like, crank <laughs> down stats like that to begin with? I'm with you, man. Like, pass rush win rate makes sense to me because there's not enough stats to define the success for oh, – There those. is. It, for nose tackles, are you going to say? Because for edge rushers, that stat is called sacks. No, it, that's one sack. But, again, like, that's not – like, it, like for, for receivers – You've got three or more. You've got receptions, reception yards, yards per catch, yards after catch average, and then touchdowns. Like there's there's five. I just and then there's yards per route, which I think is something. Is the guy just catching screens and hitches, or is he going downfield? There's six stats for wide receivers <laughs> alone. <clears throat> for edge rushers, there's sacks, which is kind of like touchdowns, right? Like, you know, Julio Jones doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. But is Julio Jones a Hall of Fame level wide receiver? Yeah. So Julio, not the same. It's I kind of feel like sacks and touchdowns to for, get, white, for Julio Jones to score a touchdown, he has to be throwing the ball in the end zone. For JJ Watt to get a sack, he's got to beat a double team. I think I think it's pretty. One, one is on the player. One is on a teammate. If a guy has twelve touchdowns in in, in a season, great year. If a guy has twelve sacks in a season, great year. I feel like wide receiver touchdown catches and sacks are fairly comparable in what they mean. It's a massive win for the team. It's a game-changing play for that team. It's not exactly the same, but it's the most comparable thing we have. 
but the receivers have all these other options, all, all these other stats to to quantify their play, and edge rushers and defensive players just don't have that much. Like yeah. tackles, like I don't like what the hell does a tackle mean? A, a tackle counts the same if it's at the yeah. line of scrimmage yeah. or if it's 25 yards downfield. The tackle. That, was, that was the old Avery Williamson stat where the ball carrier would be going to the ground thanks to like Wesley Woodyard or someone, and he would just fall on top of the pile and get credited with a tackle. And at the end of the year, you're like, wow, Avery Williamson had 105 tackles this year, but yet you never would once notice him watching the game. Yeah. And, all right, so let's get some more shade. <clears throat> uh, Rob... Rob says, shade him at A to Z for taking his top fan badge again for sharing badge. Dude, dude, we don't control the badges, damn it. How many times do we have to say we do not control the badges on Facebook? That is Facebook. Kane says, shade on Buck for his show being way more commercial than content. Way too many advertisements, in his opinion. Kane, our show has more advertisements than Buck's. Like, what are you like? This is this is just turned from the audience throwing shade to audience to Austin just bantering with the audience. Well, like like what do you like what do you think we do? Like we we our company is based off of is, it's just for funsies. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a hobby. No, this is a this is a business and we're trying to make money off of this to provide you free content. So Buck does a great job with his sponsors. And we have more we have cuz we're a two person show. We have more advertisement opportunity on our show compared to Buck's single-person show. So come on, give Buck a break. He's doing a great job with his advertisers. They keep signing contracts and extending those deals because Buck does a good job with them. And that's just not true. The fact that somebody is Kane is saying his show being way more commercial than content, that's not true whatsoever. Like his show is so much more content than like the five minutes of total ad time. Do you know how long a commercial break is on radio? One commercial break on I get Luke got kicked off. I guess Luke got kicked off on, on his, his internet finally gave in. I'm just gonna say this: one commercial break on radio is four and a half minutes, where Buck might have five total, five total minutes of commercials on his entire show, where that's one commercial break. So Luke, welcome back. It took it took till the end, but you fi- you finally lost me. Yes, Dom says Austin standing up for his teammate like AJ. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, no one, nobody asked for your effing opinion. Quote AJ yes. Brown. Right. All right. I gotta read Jeff's shade so he stops co- commenting it. Jeff says shade on Kevin Warren. It was one year ago today. He canceled Big Ten football, so it's officially F Kevin Warren Day. Jeff, uh, I think you have thrown enough shade on Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren over the years. <laughs> I like I appreciate your shade, Jeff. I appreciate your participation in the show, but the redundancy, man, it's it's there. We know you hate Kevin Warren. That's why we call you Big Ten Jeff. So I think you need to move on from shade regarding Kevin Warren. I'm going to add a shade to all of the people who have told me that in my life because it is near the hundreds at this point. And I've also never seen a minute of Star Wars, so it usually goes over my head. You've never seen anything, any second of Star Wars? Never seen Star Wars. Wow. I've also, I've also never seen a superhero movie, like Marvel, DC, none of that. 
Like I'm not a movie <laughs> person either. Um, yeah, it's just not me. Jeff says, how many allergy shades did Austin get? Look, that's why I don't have them anymore. That's why I don't do it. I usually do an annual allergy shade in the beginning of April when that starts to happen because I have to warn people why I'm going to sound like crap for the next five weeks. So anyway, all right, we've made it. I, Luke, we made it through. We made it through. We made it through. Barely. I mean, it took like 55 minutes for you to get kicked out because your internet was so struggling. But we made it through. And, and, and to, tomorrow, we I will be for coming to you from a different location that is not there this we go. one. So different it will be better tomorrow. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Tons of content coming out. Practice is this afternoon, 340 to 5 in the heat of the day with heat advisor at like 106. So it's going to be so much fun uh, out there at Titans practice. I just got the chug water. So hydrating now. All right, guys, we'll see you later on. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Appreciate the time.